perplexing times, perilous times, and just doing our best to try to figure out exactly what do we need to do, how, when, where, and so forth. And probably, as Brother David alluded to, during um, COVID, we've been maybe stuck at home more than normal. And so we have um, sort of been in each other's space for more than normal. And we are just now <clears throat> beginning to venture out somewhat. And we're glad that you're able to be here in church. We're doing our best to try to maintain some distancing from everyone. And, and uh, you know, as I said, here we are in 2020. And <clears throat> I, uh, I know we are growing. Growing apostolic legacy. We have a great history. We are growing. We have a great uh, history in this building, in this church, in this city, in this area. And uh, we have, we are apostolic. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we have uh, a great uh, legacy of individuals living for God, people coming out of this church, receiving the Holy Ghost, uh, becoming and being involved in missions, being involved in all sorts of uh, endeavors to try to pre uh, preach the gospel uh, in and around the globe. And uh, I don't believe that's over by any means. And for those of you, I know it's not spring, but I... Um, thought we might ought to talk about, since you've been stuck at home, how to clean your house. <clears throat> now, uh, I know that we do have some folks that are professionals at that, and I am not. Um, they know, you know, what to use and how to uh, make sure it's clean, and we have some that, that do that and are very good, and I am thankful for those that uh, clean and keep things clean and all of the above. I am um, one that I, I get overwhelmed. If I can't do it perfect, I'd say don't do it at all. And I just, you know, say, well, I'll do it later, whatever. Uh, anyway, but it, it does require constant cleaning. And I don't know about you, but not only cleaning, um, everybody here hopefully took a bath. And at uh, some point this week, I know Saturday night usually was night for bath night, and uh, get the wash tub out. And, and uh, there were folks that, you know, had to decide, do we, uh, <coughs> are you the first one in the tub or the last one? And uh, because they would only pump so much water. And so anyway, some of you may remember those days. I'm blessed. Thank you, Brother Larry. I was blessed. I don't think that I uh, ever had we, uh, one of the ladies that babysat me when I was little and growing up. Uh, did indeed have an outdoor outhouse and uh, I remember that was uh, terrible especially during the winter time and you know because there was no water at all and uh, she didn't have any but I, I that was not I didn't live with that all the time uh, so I don't remember you know one wash night on Saturday night maybe some of you remember that I don't know but at least once a week 
you got a bath and at least uh, every so often you have to clean your house and if you don't clean your house at some point you'll get overwhelmed and I know that we can uh, say well uh, pastor uh, we are living in an hour and we are where the enemy is really throwing a lot of dirt and mud and stuff our way and if there was ever a moment that we have to decide we're going to keep our house clean, it is in this hour. And that's a difficult thing. Last week I talked about sifting and the wheat and, and uh, forged in the fire and feeling like sometimes that we are overwhelmed with uh, what's going on in the spirit realm. And I found a psalm and, and that David wrote and it's really called the household psalm. It's called the psalm of your house. In fact, it was historically a song that uh, they would ask uh, people to memorize that were magistrates, especially during uh, in uh, uh, Russia uh, before religion was banned they had all the magistrates and all the judges had to memorize Psalms 101 it's eight verses it is uh, not a long song and I don't I'm not going to take a long time we have cake out there and when you go out you'll be uh, able to get a piece of birthday cake and you have two choices chocolate or vanilla or if you can't make up your mind maybe they can give you a little piece of both I don't know the point of of it is David wrote this song and I'll show you why it's called a household song it's called songs of the house and this is Psalms 101 he says I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee O Lord will I sing that's how that song opened up I will sing O Lord of mercy and judgment unto thee Oh Lord, will I sing. If you are going to clean your house in this area, you've got to start by singing. We say, what are you talking about? I'm telling you that you need to learn how to sing. Now you say, well, I can't sing. I'm, I'm not in the choir. I'm not able to sing. I can't carry a, so, a solo. And I, I don't even sing in the shower. And I get it. But at some point, <coughs> the idea, and we heard this past week, Brother Hunt talked about hanging our harps on the willows. And my wife spoke Wednesday night about Jehoshaphat and singing. I, I think that word is very important that in this hour, the enemy is doing his best to steal our song. Is doing his best to steal our joy. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. The worship of Almighty God is something that gives me strength in the midnight hour. And I know maybe you're watching from home. You are at home right now. And it's easy to say, oh well I'll turn it on and then I'll cook uh, breakfast and I'll do this and I'll do that. But at some point you've got to wake up and have a song in your heart and a worship on your lips and begin to praise and magnify Almighty God. Why? Because the Bible is very clear. Rejoice evermore. And again I say what? Rejoice. rejoice. And you say well I, I don't know how you can rejoice in you know 
what we're going through. How do you rejoice in the middle of COVID? How do you rejoice in, you know, we have an election coming up and, you know, it's like, oh my Lord, how can you rejoice? And you look at the two choices and, you know, it's like, can't we find anybody in America that we wanted to have, you know, and you say, well, I like my candidate. I, I don't know whatever candidate, but I want to tell you something. I, it is imperative that as a child of God, just like whenever Brother Hunt was preaching about we hung our harps on the willows when they said, sing us a song. I want to tell you in this hour, the enemy is trying to steal our joy, trying to steal our song, trying to steal our worship and our praise. Whether you have a mask on or not, I ought to be able to raise my hands. I ought to be able to sing. I ought to be able to clap my hands. It's important that I know how to continue to worship. And you said, notice what he said, I will sing of two things. What was it? Mercy and judgment. Wow. <clears throat> Proverbs the 16th chapter and the 12th verse says it's an abomination to kings to commit wickedness for the throne is established by what? Righteousness. Which means doing right. Which means when you read the Hebrew of that word, it means judgment or justice. So he said the throne is established by judgment. Oh, have you ever felt like, oh God, are you judging us here? Is America being judged? Is the world being judged? Is my family being judged? You say, well, I've never had that thought cross my mind. Is what I'm going through the judgment of God? Well, if it is, sing about it. Amen. <laughs> you say, but, but I don't like judgment. Well, it doesn't matter. Sing anyway. Why? He said, sing of mercy and judgment. Now, he said the throne was established by judgment. And then in Proverbs, the 20th chapter, he said, mercy and truth preserve kings, the kings, and his throne is upholded by mercy. What are you saying? <clears throat> no matter what you're going through, it's either the mercy of God or the judgment of God, and it's something that I ought to sing about. Yeah. You say, well, it's the mercy of God that I haven't died from COVID. It's the mercy of God that I'm still alive. It's the mercy of God that I feel the presence. It's the mercy of God. <clears throat> you say, well, what if, what if you get it tomorrow? Is it the judgment? I don't know, but I'm not going to let it steal my song. I'm not going to let it stop my worship. I'm not going to let it stop my praise. Oh, you say Solomon says mercy. And, and then he says judgment. If you remember when Solomon built the temple, he built it and he named it two names of men. Uh, what was it? Joachim and, and Boaz or something. One was symbolic of mercy because Boaz had gone and gotten Ruth and, and Boaz was a man that was, was so merciful and the other one was one of the other soldiers and, and so you know what are you saying mercy and judgment oh I thank God for his correction if I'm being corrected I want to sing about how good God is because if it weren't for God treating me like a son he would leave me to my own device oh God if you're trying to get a hold of me and you're trying 
trying to help me realize what I need to recourse connect, then God, here I am. I'm going to sing and worship of your mercy and your judgment. For thy mercy is new every morning. In fact, you remember the writer of Isaiah, prophet. He opens up his book and if you read it very carefully, he talks about the judgment of God. And I don't like judgment. I don't want to believe I'm being judged. I don't want to believe that our nation's being judged. I don't want to believe the world is being judged by God. But you know what? It's either his mercy or it's his judgment. It's the only options that there are from where we are. And Isaiah wrote, I have nourished and brought up children and they have <coughs> rebelled against me. Have you ever felt like? Then he said, a sinful nation, a people taken with iniquity, a seed of evildoers. In fact, if you read some of those verses in there, he said they're like donkeys, colts. In fact, donkeys and colts obey better than they do. Wow, that's pretty hard statement. That's pretty hard judgment. And he goes on, he says, a seed of evildoers, children that are in fact corrupt, for they have forsaken the Lord. He says, uh, not only have they forsaken the Lord, uh, from the say sole of their foot to their head, they are full of wounds and there's no soundness and there's there's putrefaction and it's horrible. That's who they are. They are full of all kinds of stuff. Right now, man, that's not a, a pleasant sight. He says, bruises, they've not been, those bruises have not been closed. And he says, they've neither bound up and they've never been even had ointment put on them. That's a horrible, you read that first chapter of Isaiah. Horrible, horrible judgment of God. But then he hits verse 18. And he says, come now, let us reason together with the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. What are you saying? I am so thankful. I would rather face the judgment of COVID. I would rather face the correction of God now and make it when the rapture takes place than I would hear and feel the wrath of God after it's all over. Because there is going to come a time for judgment. We're not there yet. We're still where there's still the hope of Lord, let me get it together. Let me correct. Oh God, forgive me. Wash me. Cleanse me. I need. Why? I'm singing. That's how you start cleaning your house. Start singing of the mercy and the judgment of God. Thank you, Lord, for being loving me enough that you're trying to take care of me and trying to get every spot, every wrinkle out of my garment. Thank you, Lord, for taking care of me. Loving me enough that you don't want me to be here whenever after the rapture takes place. Thank you, Jesus. That's how I ought to be feeling is being thankful for what God has in fact done. I know and we are 
living in an hour in which, you know, you may say, well, I, I, I don't understand why, why we're going through all that we're going through. And I don't understand all of, the, <clears throat> all, of, all of the stuff that's going on in the world. And I don't understand why COVID is whatever and why all of this is here. I, I don't understand either. But what I do know is that I know a God that is still on the throne. He hasn't lost control. He knows what's going on. And I don't know if it's mercy or judgment but what I do know is that our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think oh hallelujah so that's the first verse I'm sorry I gotta get going here uh, <coughs> see um, and Psalms 102 verse 2 and 3 here's what he said I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way oh when thou wilt come unto me I will walk within my house with a perfect heart that's why it's called the household song because not only here but in another place it talks about David walking in his house with a perfect heart I will set no wicked thing before my eyes I hate the work of them that turn aside it shall not come uncleave to me it shall not cleave to me. He said, David says here, he says, I want you to understand. He says, I understand that we are, are I'm going to behave myself wisely in a perfect way. I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Now, I, I want you to understand that I can, can live for God pretty good. Sunday morning from 10 to 11.15. But that's not where the rubber meets the road. <laughs> I can do that Sunday night, 5 o'clock. That's okay. But can I live for God and behave myself in my home? Amen. On the job? Amen. During my daily walk? That's why David says, I want this thing to get in my house. And I know our body is the house or the temple of the Holy Ghost. But then he said, I, I want you to know in the secret place, I'm not even going to set any wicked thing before my eyes. Wow. That's a favorite verse <coughs> that, you know, <coughs> we often, it's a powerful verse for 2020. David wrote it how many ever years ago? You know, over 2,000 years ago when we are being bombarded with so many spirits and trash that enters our home and into our minds and our eyes through all of this right here. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, it may be that I have to take and, and say, uh, you know, I... I uh, um, I, I got to make sure that I, I, I've got to find out what, what's coming across this. Because there is a wickedness that is out there that will demoralize, destroy, that'll get you all worked up. I, I, I've, you know, you say, oh, well, I can't believe they said this. I can't believe this. I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to talk about this. Be careful that you don't allow that, you know, and I, I don't, nobody in here I know, but I mean, there are people that are just wicked, that they just want to stir a pot and they want to get you all upset. Yeah. 
and they put stuff out on Facebook and I think it and, and TikTok or Twitter or whatever it is just to see how many reactions they can get and at some point you got to be able to go you know what that's not I don't even need to go down that path I'm not going to allow myself to go there why because I'm cleaning my house because what happens is I get caught up in a spirit of that it's not so much you say well obviously you know if it's inappropriate you know to lewd well that's one thing but there still is a spirit that is out there and I, I, I've had people and, and you know man they're, they're throwing they're sending an article about this and sending a, a text about that and a video about this and this is going on and that's going on and you feel like how much are they putting in their heart and mind and when is the last time you started singing if you didn't worship today and you didn't take time to read the Bible today, you probably don't need to make sure you take time to read Facebook today. So, well, I'll find a little verse and I'll put a meme to it. I, I get it, but at some point David said, I want to behave myself into my house. Why? Because he knew that the eyes are the window of the soul and there's just something about whatever I, whatever I put my eyes to and whatever I have on my heart and mind, before long it gets into my spirit and before long it gets into my anger and, and I, my frustration and at some point man I don't know if you're fasting media or anything this week but at some point you gotta say I gotta put that down I gotta sing I gotta worship I gotta thank God for where I am and what's going on because God is great and greatly to be praised he's still an awesome God why because in this moment of cleaning house it is easy to get overwhelmed by what's going on Go ahead, next slide. I, I can't see him here, Sister Tracy. There it is. Four. A forward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. This is David said. I'm going to make a forward heart. Actually, if you want to, this psalm is a good song if you want to know who you should hang out with. <coughs> he says, A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Now, the word forward there is um, in the Hebrew, ikesh, crooked, perverse, twisted, boisterous. It means kind of, well, I'm going to tell you. I'm just going to let you know what I think. You shall not know means yada. It's the Hebrew yada means consider, acknowledge, or understand. A forward spirit can get into any, anyone's house. Did you hear me? In this hour... <coughs> We can get all twisted up. Our media is full of twists and turns. and You know. Well I don't think so and so likes me. I don't like the church. I don't like this person. I don't like. Hmm? I'm twisted. 
I can't believe. Who do they think they are? Let's go, huh? Not us, but I'm saying the spirits that are out there. Well, I don't like so-and-so. I don't like... Well, I think they act like... Oh, they think they're... But I tell you what... And I can get all twisted up in the fact that, guess what? The Lord loves me. God's died for me. I don't know. They may not be perfect, but you know what? I'll pray for them. I don't know what they're doing. But at some point, I don't want to get myself all twisted and, and torn up. Because you see, the enemy's job is to twist us and tear us up and to make us feel like, you know, this one's against me, that one doesn't like me. This. And you know what? What is it to do with any of us? Though if God be for us... God is on my side I'm going to sing and rejoice and worship and come into his house with thanksgiving and praise and magnify oh but you don't know what they said I saw the way they look I saw what they did I saw I know oh, this is a twisting hour that can get a hold of your heart and mind huh somehow I know that they are you know, and so then I, I flip it out on Facebook or I flip it out on something else and I, I throw my twistedness out to other people. It's called a froward heart. What do you mean a froward heart? It's called a twisted, crooked, perverse. I want to tell you something. Don't think for one moment that this is a new feeling. Go all the way back to Adam and Eve. Yes. She started looking. I don't even know why she was looking at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But the Bible says she saw the fruit thereof. And you know what the enemy's job was? To twist. Surely God is keeping something from you. Everybody else is having fun. Everybody else is doing everybody else. And God oh, and you're the only one and nobody appreciates you and nobody at, shook your and nobody care. And uh, you know before long I get into a pretzel shape. Yeah. Huh? And then I come in and, and it, it's, it's hard to raise my hands and worship God when my arms are twisted like a pretzel. Think about it. Yes. And when my heart and mind is twisted like a pretzel. You know? And so what do we have here is this spirit that is trying to get into everybody's house. That's why I've got to have the word of God in my mind and heart and washed by the truth of his word. Because the enemy is trying to twist everything and pervert everything in this hour. It's the enemy's job to make you feel isolated and depressed and afraid and that nobody loves you and nobody cares. That is a perverse, twisted spirit that is there. You need to clean that out of your house and say, God loves me enough. I am so thankful for his mercy and his judgment. I'll sing of his praise. You know, David knew what it was to be wounded in the house of his friends. David knew what it was to have 
problems. David knew what it was to have people that he counted on, but it didn't stop his praise. He knew what it was to have his wife looking at him with disdain from the window, but it's not going to stop my praise. It's not going to stop my worship. It's not going to stop. Why? Because I will sing of thy mercy and thy judgment. Go on. Next verse. Fifth verse. Who privately slanders his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that has a high look and a proud heart will I not, not I suffer. When I start getting twisted, yeah. then I start slandering my neighbor. What are you talking about? Well, <clears throat> backbiting, accusing, it's a spirit of gossip, accusation, attack. What does the Bible say? Read it in Mark 11. If, you, if somebody's offended you, what are you supposed to do? Go to them. If that doesn't work, take a witness. And after that, you know what it says do? Pray for them. And then you know what it says to do? Forgive them. Well, I didn't go to them, but I, I went to two or three people on Facebook. Or I went, I texted five of my best friends. Huh? That spirit is out there, folks. I, 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 I'm offended. I, I'm slandering. In fact, he goes on to say a high look and a proud heart because God resists the proud. He hates the proud. You know, they think they are whatever. <clears throat> In fact, he doesn't even like the look of somebody proud. No. Oh, that's, that's amazing. You say, well, pride in this hour. But no, notice what Numbers, the 14th chapter says. The men which Moses sent in to search the land who returned and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up, what, what did he use the word? Slander. Slander on the land. Do you know when you don't have the faith that God is still able and the focus that God can do anything he said, those men, you remember this, you know what men he's talking about? Remember when Moses sent spies out to look at the land and 10 of them came back and said, oh God, there's huge giants and we're, there's huge grapes, but there's going to be giants. We're going to be eaten up like grasshoppers. Right. You know what the Lord told them? He said, they brought slander on the land. They brought slander against me. Now you say, well, how is that slander? Because the word means, the word slander means that sense of not believing the best. Wow. What do you mean? He said it's slanderous when you say, I don't know, oh God, I don't know if God's going to get us through this. I don't know if God's going to take care of me. Have you ever, ever felt slanderous feelings? Called fear? Worry? Huh? Oh God, what are you doing? 
I don't know what you're doing right now. God, I don't like where I am. And it's what is it designed by the enemy to do is to rob me of my praise and my worship. It's to get me off track and to say, Lord, I'm not sure what you're, what's going on, but I'm here to tell you I know what's going on. I know in whom I have believed and he is able to keep my that which I've committed to him. I don't want to ever allow my voice to slander the plan of God or the power of God or cause anybody else to get discouraged about God. If I'm saying something to somebody that's negative or that's a, that's a, not a, that does not glorify God and lift up God and magnify God according to the word, it's slanderous. Wow. And he said, I don't want anybody that's slanderous. I'm going to get slander out of my heart. Why? Because in this hour, I, I, don't, I don't like what's going on in the government. I don't like what's going on in, huh? I don't like anything that's going on. It's easy to become very negative. Very slanderous. Oh, time for me to clean my heart. Clean my mind. This is what it means, clean your house. All right, this is verse 6. Just a couple more verses. Cleaning house, Psalms 101. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. You know what this is all about? Who are you focusing your attention on? Mine eyes shall be on the faithful of the land. You know, if you want to look at me, I know I turn 63 tomorrow, you've got plenty of reason to find things you don't like about me. My personality, me. Huh? Get out the microscope. I'm guilty. Huh? Oh... At some point, you got to keep your eye on the faithful. Oh, but at least they love God. Huh? I mean, I've got a wife, I've got children, I've got grandchildren, and I'm very disappointed. None of them are perfect. Here, I was perfect, have been perfect, and none of them are perfect. It's just amazing how that works. Or am I going to keep my eye on what's good that they're doing? Huh? In this hour, we can see the negative about everybody, everywhere, everything. What do you mean? I'm still thankful I'm living in America. I don't like all the stuff, the fights and what's going on. But I'd rather be here than Inner Mongolia. Huh? I'm thankful. What are you saying? Well, I can't stand this. I can't stand the Democrats. I can't stand the Republicans. I'm so thankful that I live in a place where I'm allowed to vote. 
But you know what? If I didn't, I would still have to praise God anywhere. We have people that are trying to log on from China and Australia. And what do you say to all of them? I say you still got to worship. You still got to praise God. You still got to keep your eyes on the faithful. You still got to keep your eyes on those that are trying to do what's right. Oh, if you're not careful, you can get yourself sidetracked in this hour. Everybody's going down. Nobody, everybody's doing Everybody, everybody. Or will there be a number that no man can number that are alive and remain at the sound of the trumpet? People that are trying to live for God, that are doing their best to worship and praise and magnify God. Or am I going to just stand back and say, well, everybody, I, you know, so and so and this one and that one. He said, I, I don't even want them to get around me. And, and you have to remember that David... In fact, one place he said, Woe is me, I sojourn in Meshach and dwell in the tents of Kedar. That was in the 120th Psalm. And I don't know if you know what that is, but Meshach and Kedar, they were people that just fought over everything. Were always in turmoil. Just trouble. And just, you know, the more strife, the better off. And David said, that's where I'm living. You ever felt like you're living in the midst of Kedar? Amen. In the tents of Kedar? My house is in the tents of Kedar? Meshach, well, what are you saying? I'm saying you've got to get your eyes off of that and get your eyes on the Lord and say, Lord, you've been so good to me. I want you to wash my heart, wash my mind, wash my... Why? Because I want my eyes, I want to keep my eyes focused on the faithful. I want to keep my eyes focused on what God has done for me. Go ahead, next slide. At 107, he said, at verse 7, 101 verse 7, He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house he that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight boy if that was not a true this hour everything is spun everything is a, is a half truth huh we're we living in an age you know in fact spin they call it spin and yet I David said if I'm going to be house cleaning I've got to be honest transparent real Lord uh, I'm, I'm so glad I'm not quite as bad as those over there. Is not going to cut it in this hour. Huh? Lord, cleanse me. Wash me. Open me up. I want you to, if there's, see if there's any wicked thing in me. What are you doing? I know I need my house clean. The Lord's coming back. The Lord's coming back. I don't want to do anything to cause anybody else. I just, you say, well, Pastor, I, what, are you, what are you saying? I'll never get it clean enough. Not by might nor by power, but by His Spirit. When I come into His presence and I start singing of His mercy and His judgment, there is a washing of water by the Word and a washing of the Spirit. That's why we talk about getting baptized in Jesus' name. And oh, the cleansing that from flow the cleansing of the whole I need my house cleaned I need to keep my house clean I almost need to clean it every day because my mind this last verse he wraps up Psalms 101 verse 8 
I will early destroy all the wicked of the land that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. I wondered about that. Who am I supposed to be destroying? And I realized that that really wasn't written to me. That was prophetic to when the king of kings comes back. He's fixing a clean house. You have a choice. I have a choice today. Cleanse my house today or wait till the Lord comes and cleans the house. He's going to come and clean house. I've read it in Revelation. He, he says, all those that have done wicked, all of those, huh? I, I don't know. about you I don't know where you are but after judgment day they take me out in the box somebody's going to get in and clean all my stuff out huh oh I got my my, my cabinets my office my garage my barn when it's all said and done either that or they'll set a match to it and burn it down huh you say oh pastor I don't want to clean that I don't want to clean that right now I'll wait God I want to get it all cleaned out before the king of kings comes because he's going to destroy all the wicked. He's going to wash. He's washed the world already by water. That's why Noah and the flood. The next time he said it's going to be by fire. Oh, we can be washed in water today with the baptism and the infilling and washing of the word by the water. Oh, what a privilege. We can be washed by fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost. That's why David said, I'm going to keep singing of thy mercy and thy judgment. Why? Because I want my house clean. Because the king of kings is coming back. I don't want to have anything before my eyes. I don't want to have anything before my... I don't want any forward heart around me. I don't want any wickedness. I don't want any sense of backbiting and slandering. I don't want anything in my house. Oh, it's easy though. It's easy to get to feeling like, well, I saw, I saw this one and I saw that one. Keep your eyes on the faithful. Keep your eyes on Jesus this hour. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. I, I do understand. David understood. I live in Kedar. I understand Meshach. I understand the the place where we're living and I understand the pressure of COVID and the pressure of what's going on but I'm here to tell you there is a washing and a regeneration of the spirit that's able to cleanse your house would you stand I don't know where you are I don't know if you've never had the Holy Ghost I don't know if you've ever been washed by the fire of the Holy Ghost (laughs) if you haven't you need to be I don't know if you've been washed in water, baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. If you haven't, you need to be. 
I don't know if you were willing to daily get in the washing of the word and let the spirit of the Lord wash you. I don't, if you don't, you need to be. Why? Because in this hour, you can get, pick up all kinds of filth in your house. Huh? Before long, I have to remember, oh Lord, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your judgment. Let's just worship him. If you need the Holy Ghost, come. If you need another washing, come.